All right, well, on today's episode of the Dedunked NBA podcast, it is me, Luke Zalstra, and it is my co-host and friend, Devin DeBoer. Are we friends now? Getting there. I think we can, we'll call ourselves friends for this episode and we'll update you on the next one. Fair. Um, today, we're going to go through the NBA GM survey. You can find this all at nba.com slash GM survey slash 2018, and we're going to go real deep into every category. There's a lot of categories, actually. So this will be a bit of a deep dive into some specific NBA-related topics. I'm actually really excited for this one. I'm more excited, actually. Oh, I'm um, very excited. Oh, okay. Take a look at some of these different subjects. Um, what do the GMs say, and what do we think about those same subjects? Um, kind of buying time. The season's just on the horizon. About 10 more days till we can finally start playing the real games. So let's, uh, let's cue the music. Music gets me every time. If you want that music as a ringtone, I can actually send it to you. Um, to DM us at NBA or at Dunk's podcast. There you go. Um, I would love to get that as your ringtone on your phone, but you know, and just in case you want it, it's a great music. It is great music. I just thought of that. It's, Should it's, we get to the to the podcast now? <sighs> okay. So this GM survey they do every single year, uh-huh. uh, or they've been doing it for here. I think it says right here several actually. years anyway. Ten. Ten years, okay, yep, okay. And every year they, they usually talk about the same topics, but they also they're getting a little bit more candid with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and for sure, we'll and they're getting more specific topics, more sure. specific topics, and like yeah, like every year it's okay. Who's the best team? Who's gonna win the finals? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna win MVP? Who would you build around? Like those kind of things. I'm sure a lot of our, you know. A lot of our committed listeners of course. are very familiar there's with always, this topic. There's already, always little but... photos of these that are released on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter of right. some of the more intriguing results. But there's actually a whole lot of categories. There's um, there's kind of seven wide categories here that, that the website uses. Predictions, players, off-season moves, rookies international, defense, coaches, and miscellaneous. So we're going to go through each one mm-hmm. one at a time, starting with predictions, of course. On the first question they ask the GMs, which team will win the 2019 NBA Finals? Golden State, 87%. Boston, 7%. Houston, 7%. That means two GMs voted for Boston and Houston each, yep. right? Yep. And the other 26 voted for Golden State. And that seems like it's kind of wishful thinking to vote for him rather than Golden State. Who would you vote, Dave? I wouldn't vote. I'd vote Golden State. I would. Uh, He'd probably vote Houston just to be a troll voter like Daryl Morey did. You know, honestly, I'm a little bit surprised that Toronto didn't get one vote. Because oh, yeah. I actually, I think we talked about this last pod. I think they might be better than Boston, just because Kawhi Leonard. But, um, yeah, I guess this is fair. Like, <laughs> I hate this. It makes me so mad, but I think it's fair. Yeah, it's. It, they have to be the favorite. I mean, you can. It's not to say that there's a 100% chance they're going to win it. It's probably more like 75 or 80, but. Yeah, I think it's 75%-ish. Yeah. You have to pick a favorite. How can you pick anyone else? Yeah. Um,. That one is is a pretty quick one. Last year, Golden State also won. 93%, though. Uh-huh, so a little yeah. bit less. Yeah. So people are getting sick of them. The uh, next question, a really interesting one, is asking uh, to rank the top four teams in each conference. So in the East, Boston was the first-ranked team by quite a lot. They got 90% of the first-place votes, and then two people gave them the second-place vote instead. Um, Toronto... 
got second. Half of their votes went to second place. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that means half of the second place votes went to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got yeah, they yeah. got half Sorry, the second yeah. place votes and just a couple first place. Um, Philadelphia got more than half the third place votes and a couple second. Then after that, things really get a little bit more condensed. Milwaukee and Indiana were very close, but Milwaukee barely ended up being fourth. That's that Coach Bud magic. That's right. I actually really like Coach Bud, especially so with I. that team. Yep, um, yep. So who would you have as your order in the East? And then, I mean, we should mention Washington comes in sixth and Miami comes in seventh. They got three votes total. So Yeah, for me, I think this is about right. I would switch uh, Philadelphia and Milwaukee, though. I think um, if you'll listen to this pod, I think you'll realize that lo- uh, recently I've been getting really high on the Bucks as opposed to how low I used to be on them, mm-hmm. primarily because of a new coaching system that actually knows how to you know, coach basketball. Um, no offense to all-time great Jason Kidd, Jason but he's a Kidd. horrible coach. And, and yeah, what was the interim's uh, name? Uh, Joe Prunty. Oh, yeah, Joe Prunty. That guy was awful. Stat guy I.O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was a librarian. Wasn't good. Li- librarian on st- steroids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, was, it wasn't great. Um, I don't, yeah, that's the only thing that I think differently about this list is Milwaukee's but better than Philly to me. Mostly because Giannis is probably like a top five, six player. Sure. But. I mean, injuries really scare me with Philadelphia, of course. Um, I feel like last season, after the good year that they had, we kind of all forgot about their injury proneness, especially with those top two guys, and you never know about Fultz either. Mm. And, I mean, Embiid did miss last, like, 20 games of the yeah, season. Yeah, that's true. Too. He just got hit in the face by Fultz, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we go to the – well, last season, 86% had Cleveland to win the East, of course. Um, Boston was second. Washington third. Toronto fourth. Interesting there. And then Milwaukee five. Um, ranking the top four teams in the West – of course, Golden State gets 90% of your first-place votes. Houston gets 80% of the second-place votes. And then the Thunder finish ahead of Utah with 53% of the third-place votes. Then the Jazz split third and fourth pretty evenly, ended up being fourth. And then the Lakers fifth. And the Blazers actually got six. And San Antonio seven. Denver eight. And we do not see the Pelicans on here, which Blows is my interesting mind. to me. Um this Portland is going to miss before New Orleans does. That's I agree, the actually. biggest thing that I have wrong with this list is I really don't know. I'm at, okay, in Portland, if Dame Lillard misses like 15 games, 20 games, uh-huh. or CJ misses 15, 20 games, and they've lost they lost quite a bit of their depth in the offseason, they're going to be sunk. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you know? can say the same about Davis, obviously, but he's the only guy they rely on in New Orleans. Right. You know, that? okay, that's a fair point, and he's a little – he is injury prone. But I guess – my my thoughts w- were that there's a little bit more backing up. I would agree. New Orleans now. Um, also, an interesting thing, I I bet this study was taken place took place before the news that Andre Robertson's not gonna be back for three months. Oh yeah, probably uh, was taking place. If other GMs had known that he's not gonna be back for the first what half the season or uh, like third of the season, then I would definitely think that Utah would have been third. Mm-hmm. I also wish this was specified. Is it a power ranking or a prediction of the regular season rankings? Right. Because to me, the Lakers, yes, they're fifth on here. And if you're just talking what the record will be, that's probably not far off. Mm-hmm. But I would argue, I would pick the Lakers to be anybody in a series except for the Warriors and the Rockets because LeBron can just take over a playoff series whenever he wants to. Yeah. Um, so that is a specification that I wish was made. It seems like it's yeah, a regular season ranking. But for that's- me, especially with LeBron involved... That's always... I mean, look at last year. The Cavs got the fourth seed, didn't they? Yes. And they were obviously the best team in the East. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think we should... I wish they clarify was one of those that was, but they didn't. Last season, 97% had Golden State to win. The Rockets were second, Spurs third, Thunder four, then Minnesota and Portland were tied after that. Um, last thoughts on the prediction section? No, nothing, nothing right. else here. That's probably going to be the shortest one. Yeah. Um, we'll just take a break between sections just to keep the uh, organization going. And Next up will be the players section, so stay tuned. Alright, the players section of the NBA GM survey. First we have who will win the MVP award this year. Um, the 2018-19 Kia MVP, according to the GMs, will be LeBron James, 30%, closely followed by Kevin Durant, 17. James Harden is fourth to go back to back at 10%. Others receiving votes, we have Giannis. Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, and of course, the vote the all time great triple double machine uh-huh. Russell Russell Westbrook Russell Stathor Westbrook as they call him as yep that's that was actually his gave, his given name <laughs> that's he his, chose to, that's the middle name that he chose, chose to, to West when he yeah right yeah um um I'm surprised that I'm surprised Giannis too. me too isn't you know. So my Isn't? picks here, <laughs> the two like, two guys that I like are Giannis and Davis, and we should give the little spiel at MVP too. I, I'm working on an article about this actually. The MVP award right now is simply about narrative. The question is always whose season was it? It's it's not who's the best player. It's not best player and best team, and it's not who matters the most to a specific team. Right it's, now the award who goes. Does, who did we want to give it to this year? Yeah, whose season is it? Whose turn is it to get the award? LeBron. Yes, that could be there, but is he going to try in the regular season? Do you think he is, Devin? Nope. I don't think so either. Uh, Kevin Durant and Steph nope. Curry will split not, votes. They're not going to try. Think? Kevin Durant's not going to try either. Didn't James, last year. James Harden, it's hard to go back-to-back, especially with the way back the media votes. Yep. I like the pick of Davis. Especially how much they hate him. And under a new coach, if the Bucks can get the three or the four seed and Giannis can put up good numbers, I think Giannis is going to be in the running too. So We've so, really fallen like off the cliff. Guys. The media is really trying to salvage the fact that they voted for a six seed two years mm-hmm. ago. Because it's always been, oh, yeah, it's got to be a one or a two seed. Got to be a one or a two mm-hmm. seed. And then after a year where the three seed or the six seed wins and the three seed was the second, mm-hmm. the runner up, they're like, oh, you just got to, you know, you get just got to, mm, you know, mm, yeah. hmm. I got to have a good year. I mean, I know this isn't going to happen, but if it were me, there should be best player season, and best player and player of the year. Yep. It's just I'm that in the easy. same boat. It seems like the award now goes to kind of the most outstanding player of the season. Yeah. But I would have a best player award, so LeBron would have what five or six straight. <laughs> Only that at many, least, at least since what twenty ten, probably seven or eight straight. Yeah, I would say yeah, eight straight. Yeah, and then there would also be the player of the year award, which would be a little bit closer to what we're seeing with the. Uh, you know what? Nine. MVP. He won the O nine MVP. Oh I mean, yeah, he probably would. Probably nine. Probably, probably nine since Rose, if not before that, a lot straight. But yeah, and I understand LeBron can't get the MVP because he doesn't really try, and. I agree that you shouldn't reward a guy like that who's who's really not putting in the effort during the regular season. I mean, he did put in more effort last year than he has in the last at least in the second five half of the years. Year. 
because they were going to miss the playoffs. He played all 82, led the league in minutes, blah, 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 blah. But also you could tell he didn't give an arse on the other end. On defense, yeah. And that's, you know, that's tough. Like Harden actually had like a positive BPM and Uh DPM. And I understand LeBron's motivation behind that, and it's probably the smart thing for him to do. Yeah. But you can't give that guy the MVP if he's really mailing it in, especially like the season, the 2016-17 season, when that thing was to mind there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, this list would have made more sense to me if it was Anthony Davis and you. Can you go back oh, yeah, to the... If it was Anthony Davis, Giannis... Yeah, that's where I am. Then LeBron. LeBron and then, like, Kevin Durant or James Harden. Uh-huh. I do like Kyrie and Kawhi as kind of dark horses here. Sure. Both guys that kind of have their own team in the East, and if one of those two... But you know what they don't have? What's the that? narrative. They don't have the triple doubles here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And if and Kawhi could have it... And I, I hate that, by the way. I hate the narrative. Thing. It shouldn't be how it is. It, it should have been... I mean, I'm gonna just be. I'm just gonna say it the biased way mm-hmm. that Harden probably should be a three-time MVP, or at least a two-time least two, MVP. Yeah. But then, if he's a two-time MVP, that means one of the two years he either wins in fifteen or seventeen. Yeah, seventeen should have had. Yeah, my point is like they changed the the criteria on him twice. Mm-hmm. So one of those years, let's say the criteria remains the same. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Either way, 2015, it was best player on best team when Curry got it. Yep. And 2017, it was stats when, yeah, that seems fair. It's, yeah, the, and the narrative, the criteria can change depending on and who feels like they should have it. It should my, be their the, turn. Yeah, it can be annoying. I don't necessarily have a big deal with most of them. I kind of un, I understand the narrative behind Westbrook. Sure. I also don't think you should have won it. I don't when think you look was... back on that season, some people will remember it as the triple double season. That is true. But also, this, he didn't deserve it. I'm sorry. Let's, yeah. uh, and, but, I, we did this before, but James Harden was averaging eight rebounds a game that year. So if he had gotten two more rebounds a game, he would have also right. had the criteria. Right, that's, that's what... And his two rebounds a game, the difference between two point guards and who should be the MVP? I don't think so, you know? No. Um, we should know. But, sorry, that was just... I'm saying, like, I could kind of understand the narrative. I don't understand the narrative behind Giannis and AD this year. It's mm-hmm. just... The narrative is, oh, it's his gear. They don't have any other good players on their team, and if, they're, if their team... Yeah, if their team and their personal stats overachieve, yeah. they're going to get it. They're just like, oh, it's his year, it's his year. I'm like, wait, yeah, well, how about we decide <laughs> at the end of the scene, the season whose right. year it really was? I'm with you. So that's, yeah, I, I agree annoying. there should be two awards. There should, should be the best player and the player of the get year. Get rid of the award or just stop doing mm-hmm. the league until Kevin gets it, it frustrating. Old. I don't know. Um, if you were starting a franchise today and you could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Great question. Giannis wins Great this question. year at 30%. Anthony Davis with 23, Kevin Durant with 20, fourth is LeBron with 17, then you get Curry, two guys voted for him, and then one guy, probably Elton Brand, votes for Joel Embiid, <laughs> glass feet himself, and last year's winner, Carl Anthony Towns, received zero votes, which is astonishing. You know, Crazy. Uh, who one, said this? I think... All the way um, to zero. I'm, so, I'm, I'm blanking on who said this. Um, again... I just heard this yesterday in a pod, though. Crazy That's how right. the GMs of all the teams talk. And That's true. the fact that his bad reputation is getting around actually gets around. That's a good point. Crazy. That definitely um, does have a, a part in it. Yep. But uh, who would you pick? See, I thought about this for a long time, actually, the other day while walking down the carry quad stairs. Um, because there's a lot of ways to go with this, you know? If you want a young guy that can really, you know, have you a piece to build around for years to come... Giannis and Davis seem like the pick. But also... If you want to win a title in your first there's year... There's one guy in this list that we've seen carry a bad team. And that's yeah. LeBron James. Yep. And I'm not saying... And Kevin Durant's close behind. 
Yeah, no, he is a close um, second because I deliberated between the both the two of them. And I understand, but, especially as a, as an anonymous GM, the potential and the ceiling of Davis and Antetokounmpo is very attractive. But was you? I mean, how bad were the Bucks last year outside of Giannis? Horrible. Pretty bad. How bad were the Cavs though outside of LeBron? Even worse. Probably even worse, right? I mean, Kevin Love was pretty good, but Middleton, Jabari, Bledsoe isn't a bad. And those are NBA players. Those are yeah, starters. You still have. Guys like the rookie of the year, um, Brod, Brod Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I almost called him Brodner. Nice. <laughs> Brogdon. You know, there are a couple of Yeah, guys. Snell, Henson, Maker. But, and I'm not saying that he should have won a championship or anything with that team. Obviously, no, no, they no. weren't great. Yeah. But we've seen LeBron They do should it. have won the first round, but they didn't have a good coach. That's Go true. On, sorry. Just... We've seen LeBron make the finals three years in a row with pretty bad teams. And win the finals four years in a row. And win the finals with, I mean, Kyrie. But other than that, not a great team. Right. I definitely think... Um, LeBron's the only guy that we've seen do it. And, yeah, it's possible that Giannis and Davis can do it. But if you want that guarantee, LeBron's the safe yeah. bet, right? The way I saw it was, wow, Seattle is starting their own team. Okay, we shouldn't do Seattle because if you're Seattle, you instantly take KD. Probably. Just for the namesake. Louisville is starting their own team. Uh-huh. How do we want to cap this off? Right. How do we want to start this off, I should say? Let's draft LeBron or let's sign LeBron James and let's just fill in the pieces around him. That's kind of where I am. And more likely than not, Louisville's gonna be in the Eastern Conference, and more likely than not, they win the East and go to the finals yeah. in the first year of existence. I mean, the team the Cavs had around LeBron last year. If you remove every team's best player and then rank them, they're probably in the bottom half, right? Yeah. I mean, Love Hill Jr. That's not they're a great the team around LeBron. That still could be seven or eight. So if you're average, you have an average team. You know, you have. Say so you do a draft of everybody in the league, mm-hmm. I think you take LeBron first. I really think so too, because either this year or last year, then he gets. I mean, he can convince other good free agents, Paul George, uh-huh. or next year Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie. And well, what have Giannis? Dave. What have Giannis and Davis done? I mean, that's what it comes down to. They both right. gotten like a five or a six seed and lost I in mean, the first round. If we're being honest, uh, well, AD did go to the second round. Oh yeah, that's right. But nice in his. Um, in his, I'm trying to remember here. I think in his, okay, eight career playoff games uh-huh. plus five. So in his 13 career playoff games, he's averaging like 33, like eight mm-hmm, and true. four or something crazy like that, and three blocks or four blocks a game. Like he's had one of the best postseason ra- rankings of all time. It's just the fact he's never got to the postseason. Uh-huh. But sure. I would, st- I would take LeBron yeah. easily. I'm not sure like, his point this is. It might actually be Chris Vernon, your favorite analyst, um, from the Ringer. But there is something to be said for the fact that AD can't give himself the ball like LeBron can. Right. And right. A, a big man can't just right. take the ball. And he's want. a great player, one of the best young players that we have. But you do have – when it comes to carrying a team, it's a lot easier to do when you can score from the perimeter than you have yep. to get the ball in the post. Kevin Garnett needed – Same way. Rondo, Pierce, and Allen. A lot even of ha- Hakeem. Hakeem Olajuwon needed Drexler. Uh-huh. Uh, Shaq needed Kobe. You needed to get Wade. Right. You got needed Penny. So that's the one thing with Davis is that yeah. he can't carry team quite in the same way. But yeah. so we're actually going to go with LeBron or Durant here. Yeah, Durant just I don't think Durant. Bit. I really don't think Durant's a, a bad answer. I just how think many that, years younger is he than LeBron? Three or four? I don't think is that it's that significant. Yeah, I think it's right. it's three years. That's I'd what I'm saying. I don't think it's. I might go Durant. You might. But I mean, I don't know how much this. I guess you can't. Never mind. I was going to bring up future free agency, how much that play into yeah. it, but I guess you can't look that far. There's ahead. there's one year. If you could where lock this guy for the rest of your career, the finals, yeah, as a top five player. If you could lock this guy down for the rest of his career, I think it'd be either LeBron or Durant. Yeah, 
and Durant's just a little bit younger and yeah, rest of rest of career is that what you're saying? That's, then I go. Kevin that's got to be it, right? Then if then it's Kevin Durant because if you just say it's a couple years, and, yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on. That was a great great topic. Yeah, um, they really got me with that one. I which really player did. forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? We can't really speak for this one. LeBron wins sixty percent, followed by Harden, Curry, Durant, and Davis. I mean, that seems legit. <laughs> uh, I mean, as much as I've watched them all, I could definitely agree with the rankings. All right, here's a fun one. Which player most likely to have a breakout season this year? Jamal Murray is our champion, doubling the second-place voter. Murray gets 20%, Ingram gets 10 Tatum 10 and then tied at 7%, which is two votes. Aaron Gordon, Kyle Kuzma, Kawhi, Larry Markkinen, woo-hoo, DeJounte Murray, Ben Simmons, who was kind of broke out last year, and then also receiving votes, Fultz, Mitchell, I mean, Mitchell broke out last year too, I thought. Oubre, Josh Richardson, all these guys probably just voted for by their own by their own uh, GM. And then Carl Anthony Towns gets a vote. Tibbs he is trying all, really hard he there. He was an all-NBA player last year. <laughs> Tibbs doesn't understand the question. <laughs> that was definitely Tibbs' vote for us. Tibbs is like, oh, I'll break him out. Like, I'll, hey, break his, look, I'll break his, his ribs out. <laughs> Uh, breakout practices is what is what yeah. Allen needs to have. It's like four in the morning. He's like practice now. So I actually really like Fultz, who only received one vote. It looks like, but I mean that might be a bit of a of a loophole to go with the guy that hardly played last year. Right. But Jamal Murray at number one. We talked about this a little bit earlier off air, but yeah. uh, I love saying off air like we're professional. As if yeah. radio hosts. As if we didn't talk about this like five minutes. We before talk about in, like show prep. <laughs> yeah, we do. We talk off air all the time. But Jamal I Murray. I see you in real life. Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Jamal Murray at number one. I, I would have I voted that. the same way. Um, that dude he is... Can, he can score. I told you this as well. I didn't mm-hmm. say this on air. I told you this off air. Can't remember the guy who said it. I think it might have been Verno. But he said, Jamal Murray is one coach who lets him do whatever he wants away from being like a top 10 player in the league. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And then I started thinking about him like... All-star, I'd say. Absolutely. Or, yeah, yeah, sure. An, all, an all-star. That would be a and huge help. A hundred percent. I totally agree with that. Like, that guy is... He can just nail... He just nails threes off the dribble in transition and just walks back after a timeout and just does it all the time. He's got real potential with the ball in his hands that I didn't know he had coming out of... Uh, yeah, which it stinks that Jokic college. is the way he is next right. to Murray because one is always going to detract from the other. Right. That's uh, a weird thing. Which fit. stinks. But at that at the same time, I mean, they always have offensive weapons. It's not weakness for Denver, but it is a weakness for them. I definitely um, agree. Murray's a great number one. Yeah. I do like Larry Markkinen, obviously, as a Bulls fan being in there. And I yeah. do think it's actually pretty possible, too. He showed a lot of flashes last yeah. season. And that injury is going to be a real setback uh, for six to eight weeks. I think it was a shoulder. But just because it takes so much longer to get back to that level. So at this point, yeah. my hopes on Larry's personal progression have shrunk yeah but Jonte Murray is another good one yeah I think I thought I thought he should have been higher on the list like fourth I think he and they're gonna need someone well I guess he is tied for fourth but you know I think he should have received more votes I should say um I thought Jason Tatum is Tatum kind of broke out mostly fair but but he kind of broke out I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a slump this year Um, I just think he's gonna have the ball less I mean Gordon Hayward is yeah yeah an all-NBA talent so obviously Brown and Tatum are gonna get the ball less next year and that's fine Ingram is my second still. I like is he Ingram your second, too. second still? Probably. Yeah. He looks okay. really good in those couple Lakers games we've seen. Yeah, he did. He's, Especially um, the last one. He had 31 points in 18 minutes. He's going to have to become the uh, the number two yeah. in, in Los Angeles. For now, anyway. Rondo came. But the, the hard part is, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we, we don't have to talk about this for too long, but if he 
gets in this number two role and he's like great. He's really awesome. What happens if Kawhi or Butler or Durant or point. someone higher caliber comes next year to be the number two or even the number one if it's uh-huh. KD and LeBron decides he just doesn't want to be the number well, one? I'll tell you what. You know my point. But if one of those guys wants to sign, you sign. I mean, you sign him later. You know what does that do for Brandon Ingram if he's going to go from sure being a number two option on a soon to be title contender because he's been playing so great and youth guys are getting better and then all of a sudden he's the third or he's the fourth like yeah is that worse than kevin love i always he's so young i always think the uh only one ball argument is a little bit overdone i also agree as a houston and it, fan and it seems like that's where it's gonna go if that happens yeah like okay. i think having three stars is fine i mean yeah. we've seen the i think warriors having do four it. stars is fine given the warriors two of those guys are really off ball guys but right. still, I think, yeah, I think they'd be fine. Like, what if the Rockets got uh, Jimmy Butler? It'd be kind of a similar thing. Right. Um, and Ingram isn't totally ball-dominant, and especially as he develops, if he kind of develops in that role, I think he'd be able to adapt pretty well. But that is a good point that I don't think they're worried about it yet because Ingram hasn't proved himself, obviously. But that is an interesting idea of, you know, how his role could be diminished by a second star in the future. But at this point, I mean, I don't know who they're going to get. Is it going to be Kawhi? I don't know because I think be Kawhi he's with Toronto. Right? Yeah. The Lakers' free agency options have been shrinking pretty rapidly. As uh, That's because they sent a bunch of crap well. signings. As we talked about in the last show, they yeah. could have had Paul George, but um, interesting, eh? For sure. Should we uh, go on to the position rankings now? Uh, I suppose. So these are going to be quick ones. Yep. Also, they didn't really define who's what position. So, you know, like Steph Curry and, uh, and James Harden make appearances at both guard positions, and Davis is the best four and five. <laughs> So point guard goes Curry, Westbrook, Irving, and Paul tied. That really that really helps our debate. And then Harden. Yeah, five. it really helps our debate, doesn't it? <laughs> Shooting guard, it goes Harden. It proves our debate. Yeah, that no one knows. Harden, Clay, Steph Curry, and then also receiving votes are a few others. Small forward, we get LeBron, of course. Durant, not far behind LeBron, fifty-seven percent to forty percent. Giannis gets a vote. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, I still think either. LeBron is far and away the best player Me in the too. league. The only reason people are voting otherwise is because they're tired of voting that way. Yeah, it's true. definitely voter fatigue. I'm with give you. him a year, give him two years. Maybe after this season, I'm feeling different about it. Mm-hmm. But right now, people who say KD is better. I think they just want KD to be better. There's some effort involved too. Like, people don't like that LeBron doesn't try. Yeah, KD's regular season defense is better, but LeBron's final defense is just fine. Power forward Anthony Davis, 37 percent. LeBron, 33. KD, 17%, Giannis, 10%, and then Marcus Aldridge gets a vote from R.C. Buford. Oof. And at center, we have Anthony Davis at number one, even though he's maybe a center, maybe not. Who I knows? think he should play center. Does me that too. count? <laughs> yeah, me too. And then we have Joel Embiid, second. Carl Anthony Towns gets two votes at third. Also receiving votes at center is Giannis. <laughs> Boogie Drummond, Mark Gasol, and Nicole Jokic, and then Al Horford. And I think some of those might be their own DMs voting for yeah. him, or just some personal stuff. But that is funny to see Giannis in there at the center thing. Yeah. Um, well, that is it for the, the player section here. Next up is going to be off-season moves, which have some very interesting uh, questions there, too. So let's go ahead and break, and then we'll get to those. Let us. It's time for off-season transactions. News flash. This is a sports I mean, podcast. We 
talk about sports here, basketball sometimes. Let's go ahead and, uh, and do that. Almost. We're going to start with which team made the best overall moves this offseason. Um, first place, the LA Lakers, 70%. I mean, they signed the best player in the world. Ever. And second, wait. And second, Toronto Raptors, 20%. Um, got Kawhi Leonard in that trade. And then the Pacers, Thunder, and Mavericks all receive one vote after that. I think Dallas is a fair one vote, I think. A couple of these are fair votes. For sure. Oklahoma City and Indiana, too. But, yeah, it's Lakers and then it's Toronto, Toronto for me easily. It's not It's not close. Um, yeah. I don't know how much else there is to talk about. I guess L.A. wins and they only got one of their, like, four targets. But right. Whatever. It does kind of sting the Lakers get to win because – as we mentioned, other than LeBron, we don't love their signings. Right. But you have to give it to them just for that reason, right? Yes, yes, yes. So I guess we might as well move on. There's not much more room for no. debate, right? So we have uh, the next topic. Which one player acquisition will have the biggest impact? Who voted for Kawhi? It was, I mean, it was Sai Ujiri. But, <laughs> but LeBron wins at 97% and Kawhi gets one vote, which is the 30th can we, GM. Can we talk about last year's? I think it's ironic. Yeah, I, go ahead. I think it's just hilarious. I didn't even think of that. Which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact? Paul George won at fifty nine percent. Not the not the man. Not nope. the man who's the best, the second best player on a sixty five win team. Best record in the league. Should have won the title until he <laughs> got. I guess he hurt himself. So, uh, maybe but he, he still had a bigger impact. Then. He made it to the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Other man missed three shots in, in a game six. I don't know elimination. Chris Dunn was pretty good for the Bulls last year. He has to be in the contention for that award. Also, I'm just kidding. All right, let's move on. Most underrated player acquisition. I really like this one. I love the winner, and I wish I would have thought so, of it first. So do I. Because Ty- I've, I've been there. Tyreek, Tariq, Tareke? Tyreek Evans. Tareke. 13%, which actually isn't a lot more than all these guys tied in second. Yeah. But I would vote him I easily. Voted, yeah, I mean, this sure. guy, this is a guy that was really incredible 20 on the point ball. 20-point game a, scorer last year. It's off ridiculous. The bench. Um, he has the ability to score with the ball that not a lot of guys doing the league yep um yeah last year with memphis he or i guess he hardly played last year he's had a lot of injury riddled seasons here is that right no that's 2017 yeah wait i don't know i'll keep talking about him all right i i've been talking about tyreek as like someone no one is talking about for months uh-huh. uh, i don't know about how much i've been talking about it on the pod but before we rebooted the pod i was talking about it a whole lot mm-hmm. with my pacers friends shout out to we grow basketball here it's shout a fact Yep, shouts as give, we'll give you the dollar. Just tell us. Just tell, just tell us. Tell us you listen. But yeah, last year nineteen point four per game score. For some reason, Google had the wrong stat. Sorry about that okay. little. Um, and Memphis, and it lists him as a point guard here, which is another thing I wanted to point out. He can really play one through four, as I mean, effectively as as positions go on the NBA these days. But yeah, played fifty two games last year. The injuries Not are concerned. Ideal, but nineteen points per game, um, as well as five assists. Yeah. So I do like him as a playmaker, scoring and passing both. Um, I also think that great getting, fit in Indiana. Yeah, getting to a team with an actual medical staff other than New Orleans, Sacramento, and Memphis uh-huh. um, is going to be really influential for a guy who's been hurt a lot. And you think bringing yeah, him off I the just, bench is the move? I think bringing him off the bench is the move. I, I agree. Bogdanovich fits a lot better on the side of Oladipo and Collison yep. as a spot-up shooter. You move Collison to the bench, you throw... Tyreek there at the two, and you play Victor sure. at the one. You can throw like Bogdanovich out lineup. and throw someone else in, like McDermott. I don't uh-huh. care. There's I mean, a lot of flexibility just, with that team. 
Yeah. If there was a category for most underrated team off seasons, which I don't think there is, I would be on uh, the Pacers for sure. That a good off season. I think they're going to be really, really good. I think they'll be the fifth seed. If I saw them in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, I wouldn't be shocked. Let me just say that. I I would be. It's kind of a warm take. Yeah. yeah. I think we've talked about this on the pod, too. I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's a warm take. I'm right there with you. Unfortunately, this is something we agree on. Mm -hmm. I wish we disagreed more, but we're just... Great minds think alike. Exactly. What can we say? In second place is a four-way tie. DeMar DeRozan, San Antonio. Was that really underrated? I think really the reason that was underrated is because most of the the commentary was going the other direction about Kawhi. For sure. Um, Jabari Jabari Parker. Boo. Are we talking about making it? I mean, he's pretty good at basketball, but that's not what we should be doing this year. And I also don't love the fit. Him, yeah. Um, Julius Randle, another good one. Another good one. Yep. Ten percent, and then Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, OKC could be an interesting fit with Russell Westbrook if he can uh, be blessed than what he is. Be a little bit different than than himself. himself. Yeah. (laughs) And if Russell Westbrook can be someone else too, then it, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. I t- love this. I love this. Tied after this say, with two votes say. each. Trevor Ariza, Phoenix. Underrated. Tearing the heart out of Devin one of the chest. One of the better players of all time. <laughs> Trevor can't hit a shot, can't play defense. Finals. Four fouls a game in the playoffs. Ariza. Oh, now you're down on Ariza because he left your team. I've been down on Ariza for a while. Oh, here we go. We've talked about this. Also, with two votes, 7% is DeMarcus Cousins, Golden State. Underrated. I mean, I, I rated him pretty highly. <laughs> I rated it just fine. And then Isaiah Thomas, another kind of sneaky one at what, 7%. That's another one that me, I rated it just fine. It wasn't underrated to me. I um, think, if anything, he's like a... T- also receiving votes order. at one each. Avery Bradley, Clippers. Not really an acquisition <laughs> there. The Clippers GM is feeling really good about himself here. <laughs> uh, Ed Davis, Brooklyn, okay. Luka Doncic, Dallas. I mean, kind of a loophole to go with a draft pick, but yeah. I love Luka Doncic. DeAndre, that's a fair one. DeAndre Jordan. Brooke Lopez, Milwaukee. That's another really fair one to Luka me. Luka Mute. Yeah. Did he resign also? No, he, no, he, was, was, on, he was on Rockets. He was, that's on right. Rockets. he was there before with the trade, though. Yeah. DeAnthony Melton, who you actually like. Like him a lot. Phoenix, and then Jakob Pertl. Just, like, really throwing... Don't have many... Throwing Kawhi's yeah. face there. He's better than... Last year, Paul Millsap was interesting. He didn't barely play. He was hurt. Uh-huh. But I think it was still a fair vote. What team... Which team, correct me. Uh, That's fine. Which team will be most improved in 2018-19? How can you Here's not vote for the Lakers? hot take. Yeah, it's the Lakers, 80%. They went from being not very good to having the best player in the, <laughs> in the entire world. Um, Dallas is an easy two. Dallas and Phoenix both have 7%. Yep. And then the Bulls receive a vote from Garpax, and the Magic receive a vote. The Magic? How did they improve? They just signed. They, they just drafted Mo. Big Mo. Mo. He's a song, so he's pretty cool. Last year, I just want to point this out. Very nice vote last year. Minnesota at sixty nine percent. Nice. Yeah, They're not get a lot better. Did no. they? Yeah, they did. They got like eighteen games better. Which how bad were they? Hardly made the playoffs last year, didn't they? Thirty one wins to forty seven before. Wins. Still, I mean. Nice. What was the most surprising move of the off season? It has to be Boogie to the Golden States. Yeah, which is what it is. Do you remember one. how your heart felt when you read that? I remember. Do yeah, you remember how your was, heart? My just, heart was. Ugh. I was in that mode still. Like Houston's winning it next year. Uh-huh. We're winning it next year. We're winning it next year. And then Woj is like, <gasps> "Wait, no, you're not." <laughs> yeah, I remember. Still beat though. <laughs> I got, we were having like a games and snacks with the, my aunt, and we my phone uh, which buzzed. Is? Karen. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It, was, it was a good time. It was a nice afternoon. I read on my phone, and I just 
couldn't speak, and I showed my little brother, who's a up and coming NBA fan, will come on the podcast when he's ready. Great prospect. And we just started laughing. <laughs> it's just insane. But yeah, he could be hurt, but still, it has to be the most surprising move, right? Yeah. Kawhi's second at twenty nine percent. Yeah, the Kawhi. Um, it was kind of surprising trade. to go to to Toronto, but. Kawhi getting traded wasn't surprising. Paul George staying, another very surprising they, one. That was surprising, yes. Once I heard they were having a party and Nas was going to be there, I was like, yeah, he must be staying. Um, Jimmy Butler's trade request, 6%. Did that surprise you? It didn't surprise lot, me because no. I've been waiting since April. Yeah, me too. I actually was assuming that was going to happen. Some random guy deep on Rocket's Twitter is like, just wait, <laughs> just wait. He's going to he's gonna ask for a trade and we're going to get him. And I was like, okay, buddy. But, and now I don't think we're going to get him, but uh-huh. – he called it, and I've kind of been looking forward to, to it since then because mm-hmm. he made such a good case. Also receiving votes, Carmelo to Houston, DeAndre Jordan to Dallas, and David Griffin votes LeBron James going to the Lakers. <laughs> David, David Griffin, Griffin did not see that coming. David was Griffin just, wasn't the GM anymore. It oh, was yeah. Kobe Altman. Kobe Altman was just sitting on the on the train tracks, like not paying attention, and the locomotive just hit him right in the back of the head. Um, yeah, and it still had the steam roll on. You could hear him. It oh, was yeah. like, it's like the, wait, the what horn is, was what sounding. Just happened? Like, what is that noise? I just have earbuds in. <laughs> LeBron's staying in Cleveland for long term. He uh, loves Akron. And uh, last year, the Boston-Cleveland trade, I was thinking the other day how crazy that trade was, how much it changed the NBA. Yeah. Because yeah. Kyrie Irving going to, to Boston, and I mean, I guess you, the, the Tatum trade was not connected. Yeah. But the way they built that team and the Cavs franchise just totally blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe they didn't. They have I can't believe they didn't pull crazy. the trade to get Paul George and move Kyrie yeah, to Denver. And I don't remember how it worked, but then yeah. they got Paul George and that like been a good one. Gary Harris or something. Like that. Should we uh, take a break here? The next section is going to be rookies and international. Yes, it's a pretty quick one. And after that, we get defense, coaching, miscellaneous, which should be a little bit quicker than these top couple yeah. sessions. But uh, let's take a break. All right. Um, rookie of the year is the first question here. Who won the 2018 Rookie of the Year? Easy. So, yeah, the number one vote getter is the guy that was the best player in the second best league in the world last year. That's Luka Doncic from the Mavs. Yep. 43% of the vote. I think I agree. Marvin Badley, the third, is second, which I actually could see. Seems like kind of a good stats, bad team type of guy to me. Yeah, bad player, bad, good stats also. I don't think he's good. Wendell Carter Jr., also tied in second. Fair. He's been so good since I don't, that. No. Kevin O'Connor loves him. Thanks, KOC. Love you. He's really good. And then number four, DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix. But I couldn't see him winning over him. And then after this, of course, we have uh, one vote each for Jaron Jackson Jr. Kevin Knox, I'm surprised he didn't get any more votes. Me too. We love Kevin Knox. And then Colin Sexton, which I could actually see, too, if Sexton just kind of has a... Really good year and like yeah, a, a lot of competitive team. Is basically what it's going to be for him on a pretty bad team. Which and like the storyline of... Him eventually getting the start over George Hill, who is starting right now, like it's mm-hmm. something I could see. Rich Rookie will be the best player in five years. Aiton and Jaron Jackson are tied in first at twenty-seven percent each. Very fair, if yes. I think Doncic has to be the pick, but I like Jackson too. Luka Doncic, Dallas, seventeen percent ranked third. He has a very high floor. We've already seen him be good, but yeah. I mean, what else is he going to improve on? It's hard to say. Marvin Bagley the third, and Kevin Knox tied after that. And Wendell Carter Jr. gets a vote at number six. Um, Are you year, out on Bagley still? Uh, I, but yeah, it seems like a 
a good stats, bad team guy. Good rebounder, can score in the post, but uh, not really going to carry your franchise by any means. Um, sorry if Hope and Allie are being annoying in the background. Um, who's next on the list? Carter at 3%. Josh Jackson, last year's pick. Yeah. Really interesting looking back on that now because he did not have a super impressive His second half year. of the season, we've said this before. It was pretty good. It was nice. But he wasn't in the top, you know. No, no, no. no. Top few rookies by any means. Um, shall we continue? Which rookie has the biggest steal where he was selected in the draft? Um, interesting choice number yeah. one here is yeah. uh, Shai Shay Shay Shai Shai Shay Shai Shay Giljal SGA Gilgis Alexander at number eleven. Twenty seven percent of GMs chose him. That's actually a pretty high majority for um, for all the choices that there were. Uh-huh. And then second, I've been practicing this pronunciation all off season. Svi McCulloch. Is that about right? Yep. Svi McCulloch. That's how I say Either way. I don't care. Svi, Svi, Svi. The top two both would know how to pronounce the I's in their first names. Or the worst. He is the 47th pick who really looked really good off the catch and shoot. Really good. In some league, mind you, but still. 13% of the vote goes to him. Wendell Carter Jr. at 7, which I like as a fan of the Bulls. I don't think he was a... A seven, seven's I pretty high for a steal. That was pretty logical. Even if he becomes the third worst player in the draft, yeah. speed taking seventh isn't big of a difference. Michael Porter Jr. at 14. Injuries, you know. Yeah, I understand. Feet, we don't know. I didn't see the medicals. And then Gary Trent Jr. at number 37. Um, 10% of the vote. Yep. I mean, it's hard to say. Good guy. I, I don't know much about one. him. He was on the Rockets Summer League team, and he was good, though. Receiving two votes each, Luka Doncic and Kevin Knox. And Luka Doncic is a pick. I'm sorry, for me. If I'm the one making the choice... Should have been number one. I'm taking Jonesich because he's finally the best player in this draft. Yep. He's the MVP, second best league in the world. I'm a broken record. It is funny, though, that our t- we, we've we been preaching that he was taken too late. Wait a and minute. Knox was taken Wait a too minute. late. Wait a minute. Also receiving votes, DeAndre Ayton. The biggest steal. And that has to be... Hold up. That has to be Ryan McDonald. That has to be. Listen, the biggest steal in draft was the first pick. It's not even logical. This is anarchy. That had to be Ryan McDonough. It has though. to be. Just to troll everyone. GM just people like us read the results. They're like, what? Someone that's like an eye clicker when someone votes for like the E option is even on the board. It's just like, <laughs> so just so there's yeah. one vote. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like when they, they show the polling right on right before the end. It, and and everyone says A. It's like, oh, click A. Uh-huh. That's uh, literally what that is. And then uh, the eye clicker. Kevin Herter. Hot seat's better. Thank you. For that. And it's 50 free. bucks for an eye clicker. Um, Kevin Herter, Mario Spellman, Mo Wagner, Lonnie Walker also getting votes. Last year was Dennis Smith Jr. Seems like it was not a bad result from that one. Next question, who is the best international player in the NBA? Of course, it has not to be Giannis. In the NBA. No, we have to do this one Ah, first. I missed that There's one, one of each. Uh-huh. It has to be Giannis. Giannis yeah. gets 73% of the vote. Um, Porzingis is second at 10%. Two people vote for Doncic already, which is just awesome. Like, I don't know who that was. But, uh, and then, uh, yeah, Jokic gets two votes and Marcus Gasol gets a vote. It has to be Giannis, obviously. Yeah, there's... Shouts to the two votes for, for Doncic already being the best international player in the NBA. Um, yeah, that Don Nelson's like got not balls. true, but yeah. Who's the best international player not in the NBA? We aren't scouts. Hard for us to kind of speak to this. As a Rockets fan, I can tell you it's Sergio, or Sergio Lul. Lul? I, I forget. Lul. Sergio Lul. Four-fifths of his name are L's, which is not a good sign for his career. But, yeah, 
He's a he refuses to he refuses to come over unless he gets paid a massive amount, <laughs> and we're like, you're amount. not worth it. Knocko de Colo. But I mean, last year the only reason that Doncic was the best. Don- okay, I hear it is Doncic. I hear it's Doncic. Okay, either way, who cares? Luca Doncic. Do Luca uh, Doncic. I go with O'Connor. Doncic. Okay, Doncic was mostly the best player last year because Lowell was injured. Robertson, 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 Robertson. Yeah, same thing. Um, I just think that's interesting. And now that Doncic is gone, it's definitely him again, if you ask Mm me. Nako Dekolo, 29%. Alexi Chaved, who played for the Lakers a couple years ago. (laughs) He was on that really just disgusting Yeah, he was on the worst team team they had. Also receiving votes, RJ Barrett, which is a great loophole because he plays for Duke, but he's technically Canadian. Yeah. And then Andrew Bogut gets a nod as far as Nicolo Magui. Uh, last year it was Don't Touch, obviously, which was correct. Um, defense coaching miscellaneous after the break. Who is the best defensive player in the NBA? Um... Number one, after getting only 10% last season, is Rudy Gobert at 37. And then Kawhi Leonard is second at 37%. Oh, tied at first, I'm sorry, at 37% also. Draymond next, 17. Anthony Davis, 7. And KD gets a vote. Um, Boo, KD. I don't, okay, it was only only by Bob Myers. He's versatile, but look at literally every defensive stat. When he is on the floor, they are worse. Really? It's the end of the end of end of story yeah. every single time. Interesting. Every time. Yeah, it's um, annoying. It's just That's a bad mer- narrative. I mean, obviously, you have to separate perimeter and interior, which we're going to go to next. Um, I'm not sure it's possible to pick a best defender because yeah. defense can be such a a broad. Yeah, you know, like who's the best offensive player? It's, it's hard to say. Yep. Best perimeter defender in the NBA, Kawhi, obviously, is a choice. 60%. Jimmy Butler, second. Easily. Nicole get two votes each, and then one vote each. Giannis, Avery Bradley, KD, Drew Holiday, Andre Robertson, 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 and Clay Thompson. Thompson, Thompson. <laughs> Best interior defender in the league. Rudy Gobert gets 80% of the vote. Anthony AD gets Davis. Two, AD gets uh, three votes, 10%. And then one vote each to Draymond, DeAndre Jordan, and the Dwight Boulevard wow. himself. Dwight Howard gets a vote from who's Washington's GM? I don't remember. Well, he votes for Dwight Howard, probably. That or it's like the Magic GM looking at the picture, like the, the <laughs> meme when he's in his bed looking at the picture yeah. of Dwight Howard when he was really That good. SpongeBob meme? Or Maybe Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's what it is. Um, Wrong Spa. Gobert got Wrong it last spa. year too, 66%. Yep. Most versatile defender in the NBA. That's, that's a pretty Green. interesting one. Draymond gets it at 53, which I like. Kawhi, Can, 30, and then LeBron, 7%. I can't believe there's not a single vote for Clint Capella anywhere in this. That's interesting. But that Interior is Interior-wise, I would have given him a vote if I was... Biased if I was markets. going out thirty <laughs> votes, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it is interesting that these votes are all first place votes. There's, there's no second place. Oh votes. yeah, no, that's a good point. So I would never have voted that votes for, for DeAndre Jordan, even though he is in the top five. Thinks he's better than Gobert, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And Bede not in there either. Um, Fascinating. Also interesting. The best defensive team in the NBA. Utah's number one, forty-five. I agree. Boston thirty-four. I Golden agree. State seventeen. Boo. OKC gets a vote from Boom. Sam Presti. I feel like the Warriors might be my choice here. Um, that team defense blows me away. Pretty incredible. I don't, I don't like their defense right now. Um, Utah, yeah, because I don't think team. Draymond and KD are going to be as good. That's fair. In their third year, for Draymond, he's been playing at this rate now for four or five years. I just, I can't. 
hard to project. I guess now I look at it, this is assuming regular season, how they're going to perform in the regular season, Probably. right? Probably. It's, it's not really clarified. I don't know. Yeah. We're just we're splitting too many hairs here. That's yeah. what we I do think it's Utah, podcast, personally. Though. That's just where I'm at. Um, the hair splitting podcast. Um, we can move right into yeah, coaches without coaches a, break, break. Right. a break. Next okay. up is coaching. Coaches. This one blew my mind. Really? Best head coach in the NBA, Brad Stevens gets it. Um, Pop Which, second at uh, Stevens gets forty seven. I really Pop think Pop 30. is a better coach. I think so. Dan Tony gets two votes. Which Curry also surprised votes. me. I can't believe he was third. Carlisle, Snyder, and Stotts all get a vote. Um, I mean, I think he's third, but I was surprised anyone else thought he was third. The biggest upset here is that Tibbs doesn't get a vote for himself. Wow, true. <laughs> you think that? I mean, Tibbs and like and like you're um, telling me Fred Hoiberg didn't vote for himself and then he's not the GM. <laughs> oh, good point. Good but point. But Tibbs and and uh, and Doc Rivers both would have had that ability to vote for themselves, right? Are they the only two that are GM and coach? No, isn't no, Rivers fired from GM now, yeah, too? Yeah, yep. Is Tibbs the last one standing? Tibbs is the last man standing. So Tibbs did have the chance to vote for himself, but we all would have known it was him, so he didn't. Um, but yeah, Stevens... <laughs> that would have been the funniest been awesome. thing ever. I wish. That's like, yeah. Stevens gets a number one vote at 47 ahead of Pop. It surprises you? Yeah, that really did surprise me a lot. I think I'm on Stevens. I mean, it's, we can't really judge this, obviously, but it does seem to me like Stevens was incredible in his first couple of years there. Yeah. The best manager slash motivator, the motivator of people is where Popovich seems to shine. Yep. Gets 47% in first place. And second is Kerr. Kerr is a very fair And too then Stevens, 17%. Spolstra gets two votes. Brett Brown gets one. Casey and Doc Rivers gets a vote. Yeah. Um, it is interesting to me, like, someone like Mike D'Antoni, we've seen for years, especially, especially in Phoenix, mm-hmm. people that go to him and play in his system have career years. Mm-hmm. And so I get that's why he was probably ranked third point. here. But I feel like that would have been a really good uh, indicator of mm-hmm. motivation here. Or you think it's like a – is it a personal motivation factor or is it just a good Well, offense, I think it's though, that he know? and his system both empower players. Yeah, I think so too. Players. But it is interesting but, to kind of separate the um, – how much of that is like a personal level of right. motivating the guy with your words right. and how much of it is just putting him in a good spot. And that is something I'm – that I would probably put Kerr number one and then Popovich mm-hmm. now that I think about it. Kerr so. has done this for years, especially with Draymond, and he's done a spectacular job mm-hmm. of it. It's hard to kind of differentiate those little attributes that coaches need to have. Yeah. Best in-game adjustments. Brad Stevens gets more than half the vote at 53. Pop 13. Carlisle and Snyder 10. Rivers and Spo each get two votes. I do think that this is where Stevens seems to excel, right? Uh-huh. Um, is the strategy, the play calling, the in-game adjustments type of stuff. Which head coach runs the best offense? Steve Kerr, 40%. Dan Tony is second, 23. Stevens, 20. Snyder, 13. Stotts gets a vote. I think that's between Kerr and Dan Tony, right? Yeah, I'm kind of flip-flopping back and forth because I'm like, well, with Kerr, he's just got, got four Hall of Famers. I was going to say that at first. And then Mike D'Antoni, well, he's got two Hall of Fame point guards, You think back at true. that 2015 team in Golden State in 2016 and the amount of ball movement that they had and off-ball screening, and that was a beautiful style to watch. And nothing against D'Antoni and his system because it is still great basketball, but I definitely think it's, it's a different style, and that's probably yeah. why Kerr gets the vote here is because – Far much more ball movement, yeah, fluid type of play. While D'Antoni more isolation. He's the be- He's got the most efficient offense, but he sure. doesn't necessarily have the best offense. Is I that a fair? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, and it's it's really hard to judge this because their players are also Different. so tied to them. You know. Yeah. Um. Next category: best defensive schemes. Quinn Snyder gets it at thirty three. Brad Stevens is second with thirty. Seems like those are the two. And then uh, Greg Popovich thirteen. Kerr seven mm-hmm. percent. Tibbs seven percent. 
Thoughts I on would, Tibbs? I have, a, I have a thought on Tibbs. Yeah, a, first of all, Tibbs isn't a good coach. Second of all, I would have had Pop number one in this category too because his team was doo-doo last year. Mm-hmm. Still got them to be like second or first in the league in defense. Sure. Fascinating. Um, with Tibbs, this is – I mean, you probably will relate to this and understand this, but I don't think Tibbs is a bad coach per se. I think his defensive scheme is outdated. Yeah. Um, in Chicago, the Bulls have one of the best defenses in the league, maybe the best for a few years. Um, really good help side. Yep. Go under screens. Yeah. That drop pick and roll system with incredible rotation helps. Good side luck defense. trying to go under screens today. By exactly. The way. That's the point. I don't think Tibbs is a bad coach. I just think he has a great system that doesn't fit today's style. It's the equivalent of a coach that has a really good system that runs through the post and mid range shots. You know, mm-hmm. just because. His system's outdated doesn't mean it's a bad system. I, I do think that he needs to adjust and he won't. And that's what makes him bad in a word, is that his real issue is the fact that the system that he has doesn't work in today's style and, and he doesn't care or doesn't know or is not willing to adjust it. Yeah. So it's not that Tibbs' defensive system is bad. I mean, I, I watched all those Bulls games. But people don't buy into his system. Awesome. He just brings back people who used to. Right. That's, <laughs> that's true, too. Here's, uh, here's Lou Waldang. So I don't think Tibbs has a bad system. I just think he has a 2013 system, and he doesn't know that or he doesn't care, which is what makes him you know, a bad coach if you want to use that terminology. But uh, that drop screen system, as, as you mentioned, good luck doing that against Curry and Harden these days. Mm-hmm. Who is the best assistant coach in the NBA? Um, it seems like almost everyone got a vote here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, okay. 18 different people get votes here. So there were a lot of, uh, this is a hard one to, to go with. Ron Adams, Golden State's number one. Ettore Messina, San Antonio's number two. And Very then, good coach. He almost. And then it's a hodgepodge. Yeah. He was the one that almost went to a head coaching job yep, and was yep. at Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite questions on this uh, survey. Which active player will make the best head coach someday? Your boy, Chris Paul, number one. Wow. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's so hard for us to judge, but I don't does, see him on the does court. he have the, uh, that type of personality, or is he just an alpha dog? I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I don't know. Honestly, um, I don't. We can't judge, obviously. I mean, brilliant basketball mind, mm-hmm. brilliant guy, motivator, great leader, leader, but you know who also is a brilliant basketball mind, great motivator? I don't know what you're going to say. Jason uh-huh. Kidd. Jason Kidd didn't do great in that role. Wasn't ideal. I think, actually, I think CJ McCollum would be pretty good. It's so hard to judge but, this. Um, I like Rondo, actually, too, 7% there. Jameer Nelson. I like Manu. Jameer Nelson is vote, something that, uh, something. Nelson, he's not a current player. He's not active. He just retired, Manu. True that. Jameer Nelson is a guy that uh, that Richard Jefferson brought up on, on his podcast to be a good coach. Yeah. And then receiving one vote, Steven Adams. I love that one. I love Coach Steven Adams as a thought. Um, JJ Beretta, <laughs> Vince Carter, Mike Conley, Jared Dudley, Manu. And then Michael. Jared Jack, Kyle Corver, yeah. Wesley Matthews, TJ McConnell, JJ Reddick, Van Vliet, and Kemba. Kemba's yeah, a weird right. one to me. I do love that Steven Adams got a vote. I'm sorry, I can't envision that. Yeah, me um, One more break for the miscellaneous category? Let's. Probably should. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, cue the break music. It's a long one. Miscellaneous category is a long category, but we'll go through it quickly because our time's running out here. We didn't know how long this podcast would be. And it has been. It's been very. We thought it might be like a little segment that we can put in a different episode, but no, it's going to be a standalone and it's going to be a long one. Um, which team is most fun to watch? Golden State wins 60%, Boston 17, Houston 7, Philly 7, 
It's subjective. Very subjective. My favorite is Golden State. My least favorite is... <laughs> you hate Golden State. Philadelphia is also uh, on my list. Yeah, I don't love Golden State. It's my least favorite to watch. I just It makes me mad whenever they score. So which Houston, team has, obviously. Which team has the best home court advantage? Warriors get half. Utah 27, yeah. Denver 13. It's got to be the Warriors, right? And that's a good order to me, too. I mean, And how is, much is Denver and Utah based on their altitude? Al- Denver especially a lot. Utah um, Utah's got a great crowd, all the angry white Mormons. I think L.A. and Miami should have been higher because of their night, their club scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, people show up to that's L.A. Fair. When there are certain players that are not very good. And yeah, L.A. gets – okay. You get, those, you get those Sunday noon games in Miami. And, oof, guys are checking out. In L.A., the the, the – the, L.A.'s been bad for years. Yeah. Golden State, every year that they've been good, they lose in L.A. Uh-huh. Why? Because they Dream are man's out the slammed. Before. Yeah. <laughs> they are zipped. <laughs> How many do you have for this? You, I could go on and on. Which Anything. team has the most promising young core? The Sixers correctly get 47%. Boston, 33%. Chicago. Suns and Bulls get two votes each. Damn. It's, it's hard to say <laughs> what you mean by promising young core. I mean, if Fultz, Embiid, and Simmons is a promising young core. I mean, uh, you want to talk but about a promising young Tatum core? And Brown is Andrew, a promising young Andrew Wiggins promised he would be worth his contract. <laughs> so I guess he... Yeah. <laughs> Dunmark and then Levine Carter, relatively promising. Yeah. And then Phoenix actually don't hate. We've talked about this before. They have like eight or nine guys yeah. that are going to be legitimate players in the league. Yeah. Um, which player is most athletic? Interesting question. Easy. Westbrook easy. wins yep. it, 48%. That Giannis, easily he wins it for me too. Giannis, LeBron, Mitchell won each. Yeah. Derek Jones Jr. gets one nod. Shout out to him. Very athlete. Uh, James Harden is not a great athlete. I don't no. know why he's How did Harden get a vote? I have no idea. He he's had, kind of a fat guy. He must have had a gun to Darren Moore's head or something. <laughs> Which player is the best pure shooter? Clay, Clay. and Steph get, well, 20 and 73 respectively. Uh, you know, it KD would be Steph. He's still a better It's got to be Steph. Yeah. Fastest with the ball. Westbrook gets it at 50%. Wall, 33. Kyrie, 7 Darren Fox is a good one. Yeah. Gets a vote. Old Depot gets one, and Ish Smith, Smith gets a vote. Shout out, Dan. Shout out, Dan. <laughs> He's not listening. Um, Come get your dollar. Bob. Yeah, up to 57 minutes, Daniel. Which player is best in moving off the ball? Clay Thompson, 53. JJ, 23. Curry, 13. Corver, 7. LeBron got a vote for this. Come on, people. LeBron does not move off the ball. <laughs> but yeah, Clay, Reddick, and Curry oh, are the man. picks. It's Rob Polinka that voted for LeBron. Yeah, it's got it. Or Kobe Altman trying to get him back in a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, he's like, oh, LeBron Altman voted for the playoff ball, maybe someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, John Walls after that. Best passer. LeBron wins this one at 50%. He should. Chris Paul, 17. Rondo, 7. Simmons, 7. Wall, 7. Also receiving votes, Alonzo, Curry, Harden. Yeah. How's Curry on there? Good luck. What's that? Curry, I'm not sure if he should be on there. Good luck trying to tell me that James Harden, Harden is three, by there. the way. And then Rubio. Um... Which bench player makes the biggest impact when enters the game? Lou Williams correctly wins it at 41%. Eric Gordon, 28. Will he start this year? No. Ennis. Yep. Um, Iguodala. They were thinking about it, but I think Ennis will take it. Iguodala, 10. Rozier, 7. Smart, 7. Also receiving votes, Van Vliet. I think Van Vliet would take fourth in my my book. I like Van Vliet a lot. Me too. Toughest player in the NBA. Steven Adams, 33%. LeBron, 13. Smart, 13. Draymond, 10. James Johnson. This is a really good list, especially even the guys one. that receive votes. All sorts of receiving votes. Aaron Baines, great one. Patrick yep. Beverly should have been up So higher. good, yep. Jimmy Butler, yeah, he's yeah. tough. Yeah. Chris Paul, P.J. Tucker, yep. and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook shouldn't have gotten a vote, but... Last year, Kawhi okay. Leonard tied in first, <laughs> and not anymore. Which player is the best leader? LeBron, 30. 
Paul 27, Curry 23, Horford 7, Lillard 7, and a vote for Haslam, which I love, and a yeah. vote for Kemba. It's pretty – there's a lot of different ways to be a leader, so it's kind of hard to judge that yeah, one. I think Rondo wouldn't be able to make the list too. Sure. Personally. In his own way, he's a good leader. Yeah. Most versatile player on the NBA, LeBron 63%. Of course, Giannis 20, KD 13, Draymond 3, one yep. vote. Best basketball IQ. We're just listing these off. Just this is I like this. This is really good too. LeBron wins this one at seventy percent, which I think is is probably right. Yep. But I like Chris Paul. Getting I think 17. he has the highest IQ of all time, personally. Me too, actually. Rondo gets seven percent, and then Al Horford gets a vote, which I like a lot. Yep. I think he should be up there, and then yep. Curry gets a vote too. All right, this one's fun. Which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? So uh, listeners, it's, it's think almost, about it. okay. I'm sorry. Who would you take? First of all, it's not specified what kind of shot this is, what situation is. It, I'm getting like it I don't know who you pick. It, You're gonna say LeBron. Did you watch the playoffs last year? It's probably LeBron. How many buzzer beaters did he have? Three, two or three in yeah. the first two rounds. Uh huh. And how many times? It blows my mind. Okay, Durant wins the vote, forty percent. Curry twenty-seven, LeBron seventeen, Kyrie ten, Harden seven. Yeah, I think it should probably be LeBron. Um, he's, it blows he's proven to be really clutch. Which rule regarding play, draft lottery, playoff format, etc. Which rule most needs to change? Playoff seeding 1 through 16 is the winner. I agree. That should be changed. Yep. Draft lottery odds, not specified which way they should change. Our second. Fewer games in the schedule also should happen. That I one's at 11%. That. You think it should stay 82? At this point, just space them out. Because the stats and stuff. Week and you can't mess with the stats. That's a very fair point. Draft combine process, 7%. Draft medical info, 7%. One and done rule, 7%. Replay length, 7%. Fair. <laughs> also receiving votes, block charge review, which is what kind of screwed the Cavs in game one, right? Yeah. Draft after free agency, interesting. Enforced community dribble. Enforced no advance of the dribble. Intentional fouling, number of timeouts, training yeah. camp roster size. For me, it has to be intentional fouling. Yeah. Think about how many times someone's on a break and someone just touches someone on the shoulder so they don't get the awesome highlight play for the momentum play. Yeah, you should the, not uh, be allowed to be do that. You are taking the clear away. path rule is not. Yeah, it's, is it, it's not a sometimes it's not well. even clear path because there might be people in front oh, yeah, of them. Yeah. But like in transition, someone's headed for a great breakaway dunk or awesome sequence, and they just ruin one. it. You're the players are taking away good basketball from the people that are paying to see good basketball yeah. at that point. It's a good rant. I think you're right. Um, Thanks. Yeah, there's no reason to have I that. I work at ESPN. Feature report. Two-way contract is a service. You'll find me on The Athletic. And the two-minute report. Everyone works at The Athletic. <laughs> and two-minute report gets a vote, which I agree. There should not be a two-minute report. Uh, yeah. That was a great episode. I'll to an hour and two minutes. Uh, big thanks to the NBA GMs for voting on big these things. Big thank you to basketball for the pod. I love uh, basketball. To thanks to Adam Silver for running the NBA. Um, uh, yeah, special shout out to let's see, Ator Messina, uh-huh. great person, assistant coach. Thanks to Joel Embiid, my favorite player in the NBA, maybe great person, um, great guy. Shouts to Vinny, who sits by me in sociology yeah. and loves the NBA. Get Sh- you on the podcast yeah, dude. sometime. Shout out to Vince Edwards, uh-huh. Carson Edwards, Boiler Up. Shout out to Carl whoever's Edwards, still listening Jr. to this in minute one hundred and three. Bub, come get your dollar. Jordan, thanks for listening. Shout out to Vegas, but not Sin City. <laughs> Sin City. I will never go. Real talk. Go find us on Twitter. You know where the handles are. Hit us up. Listen to the pod. Share it. Retweet it. Like it. Share it. And retweet it. Thank you so much. Have a good one.